0: <laughs> welcome back to another nobody cares about dad podcast this week as ever joined joined by my co-host ad hey, hey i'm
1: good buddy i'm good you.
0: yeah very well thank you it's been a little while since we've done one of these uh, proper one-on-one chats, has not it? No, yeah, that's We've sort of <laughs> off in far too much. I know. Uh, and this week, joined from over the pond by Derek in Canada. How are you?
2: Excellent. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good, matey. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm loving, uh, loving the attire. <laughs>
2: right on, right on. Yeah, man. I i throw on the fancy hat for you for the interview here, I guess, the podcast, man. It's my know first what? time doing anything like this, so um, this is pretty cool, man. And thanks for the uh, thanks for the experience, man. Okay. No, no, I pre-
0: appreciate you coming on. Uh, do you know what? I actually thought I thought I was going to be the controversial one wearing my Italian shirt. <laughs> 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 you've, trumped, you've trumped me.
2: <laughs> That's all right. That's good, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but by the time by the time this goes out, Italy will have probably won the Euros. So I'm just just saying.
2: <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> You know, uh, being a Canada- uh, Canadian kid, right, growing up in Canada, right, my whole life here, I never got much into soccer. Hockey, no. though. Yeah, oh, I noticed that. Oh, man, they really shit the bed in the playoffs this year. Sorry, pardon my language, <laughs> but uh, fine. you know what? They're going to win it next year, says every Leafs fan. <laughs> <laughs> every year. It's next year. Next
1: year's our year. Next
2: year. That's it, man. That's it. Uh, so, look, Derek,
0: one of the things we do, on this podcast, let's go right back to the very beginning. So we, we talk about what was your relationship like with your dad growing up? Was he around? Was he not around? What was that dynamic like for you from your opinion?
2: Uh, I had a great relationship with my dad growing up. My dad was around. He was always there. He was a hard worker. He got that from his dad, who was also always there from him. It's, it comes from a pretty good uh, family dynamic. I, I, I'm I'm pretty lucky in that sense. You know that my dad was always there. He was there for my mum when she battled through ALS, right, right to the very end. Mm. Uh, he's he's been nothing but a man for as long as I can uh, as long as I can remember.
1: Amazing.
0: Oh. It's a, it's refreshing to hear that actually because m- the majority of podcasts that we've done, is it's right, isn't it? The most most of them haven't really been around or the relationship. But yeah. well, dads were there, but they weren't.
1: They weren't present. Were well, they were there? Yeah. But
0: not, yeah they or they were the typical 70s and 80s dads where it was all about the discipline and, you know, dad went to work, dad went to the pub. And uh, yeah. so it's refreshing to hear that, actually. Uh,
2: I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, not, nothing in life or in the world is ever perfect. Right. So uh, my father was an alcoholic. Right. Wasn't a bad alcoholic. Right. He was never mean to us. He never hit us, never hit my mom, never yelled at or nothing like that. He just liked the party. Right. Mm -hmm. um so my dad being such a good guy and then having that trait with him you know what i mean i remember Mm. ever since i was a little kid right i remember we would be going to the family barbecues to his friend's place for barbecues and all the guys be standing around and they got beer in their hand and they're drinking beer you know what i mean and they're laughing and having good time and cracking jokes and breaking each other's balls and you know (laughs) and i just I thought it was the coolest thing, you know, I couldn't <laughs> yes. wait to be one of those guys, man. So I would ask, always say, "Hey, you guys need beers? You know, little kid me. Hey, you guys need beers? i go, I'd like grab as many as I put in my arms and bring them back, hand them <laughs> out to all the guys, right? And I just, I couldn't wait to be like that. And that is what led me down kind of a dark path, believe it or not, right? So though my father was cool, he was always a good guy, hard worker, always been a man that how that kind of wore off onto me, I suppose, I took to that lifestyle yeah. at a young age before I could even live it. Mm. you know what I mean? so yeah
0: Derek, was was your dad's alcoholism brought on by your mum being ill, or was that something he had in and before him?
2: No, that was beforehand. Uh, okay. And during it, it didn't get like it didn't get worse or anything. Like during, afterwards, uh, you know, now he was single and whatnot, right? So you know, for, he was out partying with me and my friends a few times. We'd be at the <laughs> house partying with him, and it was awesome, you know. <laughs> me and my buddy be jamming in the basement. Him, my buddy on the drums, me on the guitar, rocking away. My old man, we all be drunk and down there and just rocking out, you know, like killer, <laughs> just killer.
0: <laughs> So how, how old was you when your mum passed, Derek?
2: My, how old was I? Yeah. Yeah, I was 15. Wow, okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, so at an age, 15 is an age where, you know, you you start to take in the world and start to develop your, your, you as a person and obviously things that happen to you around that age really do affect what happens to you later on in life. So how... How did, how did you deal with that? How, what, did you have any support at all through any of that?
2: My family was always very supportive, but, um, man, I've always, been, I've always had that rebel heart. You know what I mean? That kind of rebel-ishness to me, I guess, uh, in the sense that I, I, I've never really asked for much help in certain places like that where I probably should have. Sure. So where help was there, it was okay. I knew it and it was appreciated, but my idea was of helping myself was going out and then getting drunk with my friends when I could, you know? So first time I ever got drunk, I was 14, right? So it wasn't getting drunk all the time. I you know, had to hide it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, but once, uh, once I hit legal age and I was done high school and everything like that, I mean, it was, uh, it was over, man. Like then it was just partying all the time,
0: right? <laughs> and, uh, Do you have any brothers? And sisters? That
2: got on right, but hey,
0: eh? any brothers? Any brothers or sisters?
2: Yes, I have one brother. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, he's older oh, than old
2: younger than me. Younger. So uh, he was born in eighty seven. I'm born in eighty four. I'm thirty six, okay. and he's thir- He just turned thirty four. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, so very so close in age then.
1: What's yeah, that? You're close in age, so. Yeah, obviously, at that time when you, when you were fifteen and you know you lost your mum, was it sort of you say you had a good relationship with your dad? Your dad was like a you know a man's man; he was a proper, you know, yeah. old school guy. Um, so was it okay? So you and your brother were you like looking towards your dad for a bit of like, hey, how do we handle this? Or was it you and your brother, or did he look up to you? So I'm just trying to figure out where did you fit in in the. You know, I the, think it was.
2: Like kind of it, 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 when it comes to that, it was kind of all of us together. It was it was all right. It's just the three of us now, you know. Amazing. We so it,
1: uh, really, like Marco said at the start. It's refreshing to hear <laughs> like your story. It's like your dad's clearly involved in everything, and it was yeah. a good relationship, good upbringing, good this, good that. Yeah, it's so rare. It's so rare to have a story that's that's like that because there's always yes. something that's happened somewhere. Obviously, you you, you know your mum passing that. You know, that's tragic, but yeah, to know that then nothing sort of transpired and spiraled out with your, your dad and your brother, like,
2: <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's really amazing. No, believe it or not, uh, it, it came out good for my dad and for my brother. My brother, he, uh, since then, he went to school. He became a police officer. So he's with wow. the Toronto Police now. He's been on the force now for a long time, and uh, he's doing real good, man. My pops is doing good now. The real estate market in Canada has just gone friggin' insane. So uh, a few years ago, even it was the houses were, the prices were high. So my, my dad did what a lot of people are doing and sold out of the city and moved up North. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a beautiful place up near the water there. Now it's just beautiful. Right. Yeah, man, it's really good. Um, I guess uh, if you want to, I can tell you more about, uh myself and how it got like how i got to uh kind of that bad point
0: sure sure uh
2: and i guess it's a i learned a lot about it after i quit drinking and partying and all that right uh not saying anything to anybody who does right if you know you do your thing live your life eh? whatever anybody wants to do that's it right uh, for me, it, was, it became a problem. Like the alcohol, it was just like, I, it, it got its hooks into me, you know? And it had it for a very long time. And then it wasn't until about, I guess, about, uh, just over four years ago now, uh, I remember I was at the bar across the street from my place here. And I got really drunk and I guess somebody gave me some pills or something, right? And I woke up on my couch the next morning finish the beer that was still there from the night before. What's that in my pocket? Pull it out. Ah, I guess there's only one way to find out. Grind it up, (sniffs) railed it. Holy shit. That's pretty good. (laughs) I guess I'll do one more. (laughs) Did another one. Right. Now I'm sitting there and I'm high as fuck waiting to go to my buddy's trailer park now. Right. Uh, it was the summertime. So we get down there and then, um, we're sitting by the campfire and apparently I stand up and I go to grab my beer and say, this water bottles, my beer. And I go and I grab beside it, pick it up and sit back down. Like I'm holding it. My buddy's like, you realize you didn't even grab your beer there. Right. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? I have it. I'm wow. hold it. He's like, you're not good. So <laughs> he, he got his girl to drive me to the hospital. I went there and they monitored me overnight. Tell me don't drink and don't, put drugs in your nose that you don't know what they are, especially <laughs> when you don't Imagine know enough. what they are. <laughs> right? enough. Like, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, that was Thanksgiving weekend. I ended up, uh, going back to the trailer there, had some more beer, went back home the next day. And the next day after that, it was uh, Thanksgiving. And I went over to my cousin's house and, uh, they're basically, they're my god sisters, right? My godmother's kids. And my godmother is my mother's sister. Okay. Right? So my god sisters were there. And the two oldest of my god sisters at the time, the oldest had two boys. And the one younger than her had two girls. Right? And looking at that, the two sisters, it just reminded me. Uh, it, it's just a, it's a reflection of my mother and their mother. Mm-hmm. Right. With me and my brother and them two. Yeah. Right? Now it's like a it's cool. It's just like a next level. Right. Yeah. And I'm just standing there and I'm drunk and I'm watching these kids run around laughing, having fun. And I'm just watching them. And it just it just hit me, man. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, these kids are having fun. That is pure, innocent, joyful fun. They're just the joy and love of each other's company and, and the love of family right now. I'm like, that's fun. This isn't fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Right? And I just, at that point, then I went to my godmother and I was like, listen, I got a problem. She's like, what? I started crying. I'm like, I'm an alcoholic. I drink. That's all I do is drink. And I'll even go so far as to put cocaine in my nose so I can keep drinking if I get too drunk. And she's like, what? And I'm like, but I'm done, I'm done. And they're like, wow, what, okay. They were very supportive in that moment. My father, my brother, everybody there was very supportive and I and I had not touched a drink since then.
1: How long's um, that been?
2: What's that? Four years. Um, four, four years. Four years. Been, it'll be five years, October. Wow.
1: Well done, like, like, firstly, well done for that, that Thank self-realization you. as well. You know, it, it takes a lot for anybody to actually admit to it and go, yeah, okay, I've got an issue. Like, we've spoke about this quite a few times, and quite yeah. often you hear, yeah. you hear the sort of demise of people is that they won't accept that responsibility, and they put it off and blame everyone else. They keep putting it off, but to hear that you just right. went. Like I'm done. Fuck this. Like, I've
0: got an issue. Oh, it's yeah. it's a, it's about having that eureka moment, yeah, and exactly. then actually doing something. And then because you, you see, I I you know I've got a friend who's going through exactly that now. Me and Adi talk about him quite regularly, and he is he's got such a problem with drugs, alcohol, gambling, and it will have these blow ups where he'll, he and then he'll know he'll go. Do you know what? I've got I've got I've got to change. I've got to do this. And then next Monday, he's outscoring again. Like, he just doesn't want to change. He doesn't want he, – he had that moment like you did, but then he doesn't have that – he doesn't have no will to then go on and do anything about it.
2: You know, there's uh, – I, I know – I, I kind of know what's going on there. Um, you see, there's a duality at play with every single person. Now, an addict, uh, be it to whatever, right, that addiction – that's that's uh it's like another brain yeah it's operating in there at the same time um i'm i'm not a religious guy or nothing some would call it a demon and maybe if they were religious or what have you it's definitely a disruption of some sort because that's the real person talking when they're saying i want to change yeah right but then that person goes silent and that other voice, yeah, let's get it. Yeah. yeah, it's time to get it. Let's get it. That I've voice heard, takes over.
1: I've heard that before. I've heard uh, explained before hey. about, you, you know, uh, a, a, an addict is basically it's two it's two people. Yeah. When they, are, when they are being genuine and saying, you know, I want help. I want to change. I want to stop. But then obviously you find out they've, they've continued. You as an individual write them off because you go, well, you're not going to change. But it's that it's, it's realizing that they are two, there's two different things at play there. Yeah. And trying to keep and that a person point. that says, I need help, keep them away from it, keep them from slipping back. Yeah. The big thing to um, do
0: is
1: ask. Derek, did, did you, heard, did you,
0: sorry? So, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, did you ever, before that moment, had you had moments before where you was like, I'm going to quit, I'm going to stop, and then didn't? Or was, did, did you, did you never have that really?
2: I, I had actually uh, stopped drinking a couple times before that, and it was uh, on regards of having hurt other people. Okay. It wasn't until this time where I hurt, that last time where I hurt myself. Yeah. When I realized, I think that's when it, that was that, I guess the, the breaking point, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't right away that I came to realization of dualities and things like that. I mean, I learned that after the fact Man, I, I went for a walk down the street to the grocery store here to grab some non-alcoholic beer, which I still will occasionally drink. I mm-hmm. like it. I like to taste the beer still. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going down there and beer store LCBO, which is the liquor store here in Canada, uh, right there in the same plaza. And as I'm walking, I'm just, it's like this voice in my head, you know, you should probably grab maybe one or two tall cans of beer. Your body probably needs it. And I'm walking down the street, I'm like, nope, shut the (laughs) fuck up. Nope, you don't (laughs) control me anymore. I see you, you bastard. You're done. No way. Man, and that, you know, and I probably look like a crazy guy walking down the street, pointing like this and fucking talking, right? But.
0: Uh, if it works, if it works, i It's that I, I, I've talked about this before, Eddie. That, that, so I'm reading the book at the moment, Derek, called "The pa- The Power The Power of Self Talk," and honestly, it's so it's so true. And it's like it talks about those moments where you're feeling down and you're like, "No, come on, mate, let's get yourself up, let's jig yourself up." And if you but if you listen yeah. to that negativity and you listen to them going, "Oh, oh that's a bit shit," or oh could have done that better. And you start listening to those voices in your head and start having that conversation with yourself, you won't be surprised to know that your mood will drop. But then if exactly. you go, if, if you then start listening to that positive side of it and start reinforcing that, I know let's, let's do this, come on, mate. Do yourself. It's what You know, when, when, why these boxers have people in the corner going, listen, mate, you know, one more ground. They don't do it for, for no reason. They do it because their people are listening to that in their head and it, it encourages and it empowers people to change. But it's a yeah. really interesting book, that, The, the Power of self Positive Self-Talk.
2: But it's funny what you say about the positive and the negative side, right? It's yeah. left, it's literally like the angel and the devil on the shoulders. Yeah. Right? It's very funny. It, and it's funny how that's been shown to us throughout time, too, in uh, cartoons and whatnot. Yeah. You see the <laughs> angel and the devil on the shoulder, like back in the Bugs Bunny cartoons and whatnot, yeah. you know? Everywhere back in the day, right? Um it's showing you, it's telling you, they're just telling you, right? There's them two sides to everybody, right? When yeah. you can finally identify that there are those two sides, you'll know how to play in between them. And I, I believe that, that that's the middle path that a lot of these gurus talk about walking on. Yeah. Balance between the positive and negative.
0: Yeah.
1: It's right? It's all about having, you have your own hype, men, don't you? You have your own hype In 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 life, you have your own people that hype you up, and if you surround yourself with those kind of people, like you're onto a winner. It's yeah, it's whole saying you hear the whole cliche of, you know, rid yourself of any negativity, any negative people in your life. Get rid. You don't need it. You'll be happier and healthier. And you think, you know, I fall victim. I I read stuff like that, and I'm like, shut up,
2: like whatever. No, but let the negative people stay in your life. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And let it, the positive people stay in your life, right? Yeah. Well, with that, they, saying, they get, they a get more battle for me too. Like I, I'm constantly sorry, constant battle for me too. Like, and now that I'm trying to train, constantly training the mind of why should I worry about other people's worries? Yeah. Yeah. Right. We take we take so, on enough that it, means. <laughs> because it's causing me pain, and then it's causing these people pain. But most Mm -hmm. importantly, it's causing me pain, right? Right. The one thing that I think we really have to worry about the most is men, especially, and I think that we're like we're we're sometimes taught this, but probably in a wrong way, is that we do we have to put ourselves first in every aspect though, through body, mind, and soul, which is the real Trinity I believe in. Right. You keep those strings proper. you take care of those things no matter what, those three things, you're going to be right and you're going to be able to do right and good things, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I guess if if you don't want to do these things or take care of these things and you're going to end up with a life of just constantly trying to please yourself through outside means from outside of yourself opposed to yourself if you know what I mean. It yeah. Basically, I guess, sorry, I, sometimes I jumble my words here, but um, <laughs> uh, it takes you to be happy, right? And you gotta put yourself first in order to do that. So if that means if you have family or something like that, if you have kids, you have a wife, if you need to actually make sure that you're gonna eat that meal that's gonna nutri- like make your body good so you can go and do your job so you can provide, and maybe they have to eat craft dinner or something, it's not going to kill them right and you, and everybody's going to live and you're going to be able to go and make that money and be better at least get better make better money to actually feed them better or what have you but you got to put yeah. yourself first right see i know people that have said all oh, my kids come first and this and that and okay that's fine that's the way you want to live but you're constantly stressed
1: yeah no it's a good way to put it it is a good way it, and that's that's what we fall victim to um you know the whole premise of 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 what we do and what we talk about you know is is men's men's mental health and men's feelings we don't discredit women like women go through a hell of a lot as well like absolutely you know so we don't discredit and anyone that's listened to our stuff before and they think otherwise it's not the case it's just we don't talk about feelings as men. We just go. Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not taboo for women to show no. emotion. Like a woman shows emotion and you, you, you know, you put your arm around her, you say, are oh, you okay? What's up? A man starts crying and you're like, what the hell is up with this dude? Yeah. Like it's, it's just, and, and the, there's no difference in the, the two emotions. There's no difference in the way that two people are feeling. We're all human. No.
1: And that's the thing. We all
2: have the same makeup and that, that's it. And right, but that's that comes down to the societal conditioning and programming, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm in my 30s, so in the 80s action movies, like I watched them in the 90s growing up as a kid, you know, and you see all these guys are macho and they're firing guns and these badass dudes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you think I want to be like that. And then there yeah. I am at like 12, 13 years old, and I'm this little fat kid. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't right. now at 36, way. the best shape of my life I've ever been, you know, but it's funny, right? And I, I but I thought maybe like, man, it's like, an, like, why am I like this? So, you know, like, I didn't really understand that I was like eating shit, right? But, <laughs> well, not actual shit, but you know, sorry. <laughs> <with food. laughs>
0: what, what what was, what was it when you were having the, you were going through the, the drinking and the drugs. What was your circle of friends saying to you? Was there anyone saying, mate, come on, or was it more encouragement? We're all, we're all in it together kind yeah, of scenario. Yeah, what what was
2: going on? Uh, the people that I were drinking with, like, because yeah, they, they would show concern because, like, I would get – you see, I've always worked hard jobs, so I go work a hard day, and then I would come and I drink, and then I smoke a joint, and then I'm, like, passing out wherever I'm at. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in a chair in my buddy's backyard, or wherever, at a you know a chair on the patio at the bar, or whatever you know. So people would be like, "Guy, like you got to chill, like you know, <laughs> pass out, like you know." Go home. Yeah. <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Just give me another beer." <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it depends on your circle, doesn't it? Because like, yeah, Marco, you've you've experienced, haven't you, when people say like you're going out, like, you know, you, you talk about it, don't you? you I, had it,
0: I had it this weekend. Uh, I talk about the, this whole thing with – it's it's weird, isn't it, for for guys? And you might know that you you might have experienced this now yourself, Derek, going sober, but for for women, I, I, and I always say this, for women, they'll meet up, they'll go for a coffee, they'll go each, around each other's house, they'll go shopping, they do all that social stuff. For For guys, it's almost – and for a lot of guys, it's almost like, well, we're going out and getting pissed, and if we're not going out and getting pissed, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to see you. Like, I, I, I had a friend this weekend, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. Um, I had, I experienced that heaven and hell on my shoulders today at Greg's when I went into Greg's <laughs> and brought a cream donut, and I was like, no, it's fine because I'm going to run it off <laughs> later on in the gym. It's fine.
2: <laughs> and sugar's a killer, man.
0: Oh no, I know. But I had it this weekend where I didn't, I didn't really want to go. I, I wanted to go out. The weather was belting. I wanted to go out, go into town and I was supposed to be going out with my friend. And I said, listen, I'm going to come out, but I'm going to drive because I don't want to get the train. I don't really want to drink. I, I, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not going out then. And it's like, why? And he's like, well, if you're not drinking, there's no point going out. I was like, yeah, but you can still drink. I'll have a couple of pints. I'm happy to have a couple of shandies. But I'm going to drive. He's like, nah, don't want to go out.
2: If <laughs> it's not getting loaded, then there's no point.
0: Yeah. I, but I think that's so typical for a lot of guys. Like, you, you, you know, we have, it's called drinking buddies for a reason, right? I think we have these yeah. drinking buddies that you just go drinking with. And then beyond that, there's nothing else. Yeah. So
2: man, I'll tell else. you what. Like, I'll tell you what, you really want to see who your friends are. You stop partying, you stop drinking, you change your life and watch and you see how many friends you truly have. There's people that I stopped talking to that I didn't think I would ever really stop talking to. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You, there's people that I stopped talking to because of things that I did bad to them, you know, from being an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. Um, which, you know. Either which way, man. What's done is done, right? If your buddy just only wants to go out and party, right? Get him to question that. Ask him, be like, you ever question why maybe you don't want to go out? Unless we're going to get loaded. Yeah. When there's other things we could do.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just just this whole... This sort of whole social concept, um, especially over here, um, yeah, across the pond, is there's this social concept of like if, if you if you see if you see two guys, so if me and Marco were to go, What are you doing this weekend? Nothing, let's go for dinner. So we're sat there eating dinner together, guaranteed. Because I'll do the same if you walked in, you'd be like, what? what are they doing? Like, they should be out in the pub or in a bar, but it's that social concept of. Yeah. Well, no, guys can't do anything but go to a bar. <laughs> like right. You can't go out shopping. Out like there. I don't know how
2: it is for you guys over there, but I mean, over here, the commercials on TV for beer, every commercial is a party and people having fun. And then there's yeah. fucking, there's billboards everywhere. You go into downtown Toronto and there's billboards everywhere. It's just everywhere, everywhere. Drilled into people. You know,
0: I've had a, I've had a, I've had a four... Literally two minutes ago, and I think it's a really good thought. That it
1: shook the camera.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know how how cigarettes now, they have to advertise the rotting teeth and the lung cancer on the packets and stuff? I think alcohol adverts should show the morning after the hangover. (laughs) Oh, have a (laughs) Carlsberg. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Do, you want, do you want, what, get this six pack? horrendous. the two day hangover. That should be yeah, the ad Um day. And when you get to our age, it, it really is a two day. So we're we're all the same age, Derek. So I'm thirty six. is thirty five, just yeah. about to turn thirty six.
1: Thirty um, have to go uh, right just about. <laughs> thirty five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, it is. It's for me. It's uh, two day, two day hangovers. Now it's just oh, it's not worth it.
1: You think what's the celebration about? I <laughs> stopped.
2: Uh, yeah, at thirty two. Uh, I'm, you know, it's a good thing, man. Because um, you know, what's been going on in this uh, in Canada, especially, there's been a huge problem with fentanyl. Okay. Getting so- around in the drugs and cocaine and other drugs, and it's uh, especially in the west side of Canada the west coast there it's uh, really been hitting hard okay. uh i i know personally a few people that died within the last few years because of it too wow um Jeez. if i didn't stop when i did i would probably be one of those numbers right guaranteed may have may have been slipped in the coke or something i was doing because i would go and grab any guy at a bar had it yeah sure yeah yeah whatever you know didn't matter problem, it? it's so easily it accessible
0: how, yeah. how's 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 life changed for you from going sober to now like what describe your life the difference between oh, wow between that
2: Glad, yeah so <laughs> life is freaking awesome man and that's what i've come to realize life is really a beautiful thing man right every day that we get to wake up and look outside man like it's just it's it's a blessing it looks like you got a view out the back of your window there right yeah yeah I got a pretty nice view here too and uh it's just awesome man to get to see that sunrise every morning yeah. and not, not sleep through it you know what i mean <laughs> um, Yeah, of course because yeah, if, since, if, you, if, you, if
0: uh, you're cruising at night you're not getting up until it's uh 10 or... it, it... oh sorry we broke up then i think oh, I'll say, yeah.
2: sometimes depend how late i drank till really
0: yeah yeah, That's
2: the thing you, you miss most of the morning if, you, if you're really hanging. There?
0: Yeah, I think we just lost a bit of connection for a second then. I think we're back.
2: Oh, are we good now? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it, it's been a constant betterment now ever since uh, that four years ago when I quit drinking. Um, it started out with uh, starting to take get better care of myself uh, through the physical right? Uh, I used to long hair and beard, you know what I mean? I got a long hair still, but, uh, I keep my face shaved now. I don't look like a ratty bum, you know? (laughs) Uh, I, I started eating a lot of fast food, uh, after I quit drinking because it was just so easy. And I was working crazy hours for a moving company. Right. And, uh, just easy to go on my phone and Uber eats, right. Boom. Get some food (laughs) delivered to my door easy. Not even have to exchange cash. Right. So, uh, it got, that got to a point where my body started screaming to me, you know, like meat and vegetables, <laughs> eat greens. <laughs> so I listened to the body. Right. And, uh, so since then, like I've lost a bunch of weight now I'm actually in good shape. Um, my work that actually got a lot better after I quit drinking too. I work for a commercial moving company. So we do office installations and stuff like that. Uh, Right before I quit drinking, I just started installing the furniture. Okay. After I quit drinking, installing the furniture became a lot less of a mind struggle, <laughs> right? So I see a problem or something because some of these things, it's like a puzzle the way these things go together, uh, modular cubicles and whatnot, and it can sure. be a real pain in the ass, right? So there's certain ways, right? And what I realized is to not... Let the mind freak out. Matter of fact, stop thinking for a minute. Just observe, and the answer will come. Right. So in that sense, that helped me out with my work, and I uh, I got a lot better, a lot quicker. Right. Um, financially, I started saving instantly as soon as I stopped drinking. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I was pretty much every day spending twenty to thirty bucks the penny. Right. Uh, so that, that was instant savings there. So from going from check to check, living check to check and you're running out and having to wait for a check, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm good now, you know, I, I don't live like that anymore. I paid off some debts and whatnot. And now things are good when it comes to my family. Uh, the relationship with my family is way better now is, uh, you know, a lot of them probably thought I was done for that I was doing with the lifestyle that I was living. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the support now and everything, the way they see me now and everything, it's just, uh, they're amazed. They're truly amazed and they're, they're thankful and they're grateful. Right. What so a all nice my little nieces and nephews now, it's good now that I can. Sorry.
1: I was just saying what a nice feeling it must be for you like, and your family, but for you to see, how happy they are, how how happy you are, how healthy, like you. That's something you can't you can't buy, you can't experience, you know, unless you make them changes. So, again, like, amazing. Because you,
0: you don't want to be that. Ever, we all, you know, growing up, we all had that one uncle who was a bit of a bit of a waster, bit of a piss, piss head. You know, yeah. you, nobody wants to be that 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 person, do they?
2: No, no. Uh, I was clearly on that path, but, you know, now with the wisdom I've gained now since having quit and having, uh, you know, starting to see myself in the mind and how it works and having seen through the dualities and whatnot, uh, now I can offer these kids wisdom, Yeah, you know, Uh, a love and wisdom that I wouldn't have, say, offered if I were drunk and just, you know, ah, being the crazy fun uncle, right? Like, (laughs) I I think that's really uh an amazing thing. You know, I'm still the crazy fun uncle. I'll still run around the backyard with him, right? But uh, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask that. I was gonna um, ask, are you still the are you still the fun uncle or did that go down, with the I'm alcohol? <laughs> What's that sorry?
0: I said I was gonna say are you still the fun it. uncle or did that look... I was gonna say are you still the fun uncle or did that go with the alcohol?
2: Yeah no I'm still the fun uncle man I still know how to have fun. That's for sure no, good I don't uh, good. I don't go out to, uh, to parties really big parties are like that or anything anymore you know what I mean um I I was a little bit after I had quit drinking but then I realize it's uh it gets to a point where it's just a bunch of people yelling over each other <laughs> yeah trying to yell yeah. louder than the next one to make something else your point that doesn't make any sense anyways you
0: mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah uh, Derek,
2: you mentioned Not all you mentioned- the time but when it no. gets to a certain point, you know?
0: Yeah. Derek, you mentioned uh, before we sort of came on, actually in the messages that we had that you'd, you'd, you'd been through two miscarriages. Talk us through, talk us through that. Was that, was you were you trying for children at that point?
2: Uh, neither of them were really trying. Okay. It just kind of happened. The first one, uh, wasn't a miscarriage. That was actually, uh, she aborted it. Oh, okay. Uh, that was kind of tough. That was kind of tough. Because I, I, I basically, I begged her to keep the kid. I said, even if you want nothing to do with it, that's fine. I will take that child and raise that child on my own. I don't care. And you can see the yeah. kid, whatever you want. But please don't kill the kid. Don't do it. Right. And then. She basically said she was going to do it. Anyways, I said, you know what? If that's your decision you want to make, that's fine. But I don't want to hear anything about it. Right? So then she went and she tells me, so it came out today into the toilet. I was like, oh, my God. What What are you talking? No, don't don't talk to me about this. I don't want to hear that. You know? And she goes Mm -hmm. off to just describe the whole story. So I'm like, wow. Anyways. That's awesome. I didn't want to hear that. But anyhow, went about my business anyways. And then I think it was the next day or something. She started on me for something. And I can't remember what it was now. But this girl, she went nuts. And she attacked me physically. Like she was swinging at me and everything. I'm dodging shots like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Finally, I grabbed her and I hug her. Up. <laughs> she tried to bite. She actually bit my arm. Before she could clamp down, I managed to pull my arm away, right? And then I just I calmed her down, right? And then we lay on the bed, and then, you know, I'm a bit of a joker, right? So I said, uh, that was kind of intense. I'm a little sweaty. How'd I taste a little salty? <laughs> and she just blew up. Went at me again, this time swinging again, swing her phone at my face. I blocked it with my hand, like wrenched my finger. I Finally, I picked her up. I threw her up on the bed. I ran out of the room. I came into my living room here, and I was like, what the hell was that? And I swear it was crazy, man. This girl's face changed like she just – there was some mental issues there, I think. And um, But at that point, I realized I'm not living with that. I had just moved her in, just moved her in. And I'm like, I'm not living with that. So I went and I said, you know what? You want to attack me under my roof that I'm paying for? I said, get your shit and get out of here. I said, and make it snappy. Like, let's get going right now. (laughs) Right. So I ended up giving her till the next morning. And then uh, she went back to her ex, called her ex to come and help her get her things. I put all her things out in the hallway and said, yeah, you go have fun. That guy that you hate so much, right?
0: But it's so it's so funny, isn't it? So that was kind of a. It's it's so funny how many people go back to their exes, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Um, It is really. After especially once they shit talked them. Yeah. Yeah. For so long, you know. Really, now you just look like a crazy person to me. Especially you just like sealed the deal. Yeah, <laughs> like you put the stamp on your own forehead. There, crazy. You're you're nuts. <laughs> um, so, Derek, was it know? was
0: it a different person?
2: Um, lost the the last movie. one, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I, me and her are still cool. Like everything's good. Um, and that was a miscarriage. Okay. And that was uh, that wasn't as bad. I didn't. I didn't. That didn't affect me as bad. It it you know it's one of those it it kind of is what it is situations you know i more i was more concerned for her like straight up in the hospital yeah
0: of course you don't you don't really get the choice with that one whereas the the one before that there was a clear decision and you both weren't on board with that
2: it 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 was it happened right like we weren't trying for it it just happened and then it's kind of funny like uh (laughs) She started buying cheese at the grocery store, and when she did, I like I realized I'm like, I think she's pregnant. <laughs> she's grabbing a certain type of cheese that she never grabbed before.
0: <laughs> right
2: now, Thank I'm you. like, that's like a weird, that's a weird craving, man. She's got even pregnant.
0: Yeah,
2: and sure enough, she was pregnant. She told me, but then yeah, went, I went mean, uh, went south. Yeah.
0: Hey, did you have any? Did your Mrs. ever ex have any cravings when she was pregnant?
1: Uh, I can't, I can't. I can't remember. I think just had like the urge to. I remember she just had the urge to eat like really late at night, but like cheesy chips, loads of chips, loads of cheese, it mayonnaise, is. and it could be like eleven o'clock at night. And I remember, I do remember once. I think it was really stupid o'clock, maybe one a.m. She had a craving for bacon sandwich. So. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, oh, yeah. are you sure? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, well, and I was like,
1: well, are you sure? So I actually went and made a bacon sandwich at stupid o'clock in the morning.
0: Did, did you have any cravings? Wow. My, my wife's over there. <laughs> she, she, I used to eat ice lollies all the time. <laughs> 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 uh, you still do. she you want something to tell you? <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> I wish she had someone to tell me. Um, keep wishing. Um, yeah, so look, Derek, move, moving forward, mate, What's what are the sort of um, – what are the hopes for the future f- for you, mate?
2: Well, uh, awesome this morning, today. Like I said, I'm, I've always, I'm always trying to move forward, man, always trying to do better, you know. And today I went and got the first stage of my driver's license complete. Wow. Which okay. uh 20 years <laughs> late on that, but <laughs> better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, have you ever have you,
0: so, have you uh, considered have you, have you considered doing anything with your sort of story of sobriety and helping other people sort of like uh, I don't know life coaching or counseling something like that because it's very difficult for people that haven't been through a situation like that to to counsel people and offer advice to people.
2: Yeah, I have thought about that, you know? And uh, you know, I when I saw your page there and I uh, contacted you guys, I, I maybe this is the start of that. Yeah. You know what I
0: okay.
2: mean? Yeah. Uh you've got to do that. thank you.
1: No, it's fine. You have got a lot of experience yeah. in in a lot of stuff that people tend to give advice. When they've just read a book, you know, they've read yeah. a book, they've read a web page, and they think they're the master of, oh no, 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 this is how you feel, this is how you should feel. But when yeah. you've lived it, yeah, exactly. Yourself, you know, that 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 advice yeah. is it's invaluable to somebody. Because they'll be feeling how you felt. And you you can't you can't describe that out of a book. You can't describe that out of a book to anyone. So mate, I think no, i might say I think that's the way forward, mate. I definitely I think you do well in something like that, especially with your story and you know, the stuff you've gone through and obviously come out a lot better. Um yeah. Maybe look into it with your with your new driving license.
2: Yeah, nice, you know, nice. your, your mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's uh the way, the way it works here in Canada is your first stage. I can't uh I can't drive on my own yet, right? I'd have to drive with somebody who's got a license. Right? Okay. Uh, like a full license, so not until I go to the stage two can I drive on my own. But then there's certain restrictions, like no alcohol or whatever. This and that. that's not a problem for me, but <laughs> you know, uh, no passengers under 19 between 12 and 5 a.m. Well, I mean, I'm fucking home sleeping then anyway. So um, then you get your full G, and none of that shit really matters, man. But you know, you should see some of the drivers here in Canada, man. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> So I'm studying for the license and I'm in the truck at work and we're in the big truck and we're going all over Ontario here the last couple weeks and watching drivers. And I'm like, that guy's doing wrong. That guy's doing wrong. <laughs> that guy's doing wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody gives a shit, it seems, anyways, right? So <laughs> it's the same way. you got to do the, the test anyway. It's the only way you're getting it. <laughs> that, yeah, that I don't have tough. somebody on the inside that can pay a couple hundred bucks and they give it to me.
0: <laughs> uh, Derek, our, our podcast is split in two really so we have one which is like this one-on-one chats where we talk about life experiences and then we have another one which we do every week which is more of a, a cultural current affairs, what's going on in, in the news, so I'm sort of mixing that with this what I'm about to go on to here because I, I, I didn't want to let really? you go without talking about the elephant in the room with the uh, lovely tradu to top on <laughs> so I'd love to get your opinion on why it's Fuck Do <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, this guy. The way that I see it, man, um, what has he done for Canada, really? You know, up until this COVID-19 thing and the support benefits and whatnot did help out. And it helped out people like myself in the industry that I work in. So I'll say, you know what, thanks for that. But... Um, The debt that that put us in, which is just accumulated Mm -hmm. on top of other debt that he was putting us in, right? It's got this country now of uh, 37 and a half million people now into over a trillion dollars debt. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? A country of 37 and a half million people, if that, in over a trillion dollars in debt, a trillion and climbing close to two trillion now. That does not make sense to me, right? But when you look in the news and they're saying that he's given all this money in foreign aid here and foreign aid there and foreign aid here and foreign aid there, right? And meanwhile, here we got veterans that are asking for more money and he's telling them the reason why we're fighting you guys in court is because you're asking for too much.
1: Hmm. Saying
2: this to our veterans, right? (laughs) Who fight for this country that you lead and they're asking for too much? Well, then you're you're bailing out these terrorist guys like Omar Khadr, giving him $10.5 million, right? Whatever, I'm not gonna get really into that, but on top <laughs> of that, just like I said, the senseless spending to all these other uh, countries going on here, you know what I mean? And then the yeah. COVID-19 pandemic, whatever you wanna call it, hits, and uh, all this more debt now because of all this money that's been going out to people like us, right? That I actually you know needed it when everything was shut down yeah. on their account.
0: Yeah. Do you know what though? Like you know, right. it, it puts us in a
2: pretty, pretty sick situation.
0: Man. Yeah. Because you know, you know, over here Boris gets praised a lot for the the bailouts and the we. If, if it's called furlough over here. What is it? What's it called over there?
2: Uh bailouts. Yeah.
0: Bailouts. So, so yeah. So we Where have the government
2: help. helps them out with money. Helps companies. With money yeah. Whatever, yeah. Right? yeah.
0: But it's like, uh, yeah. literally, every country, every de- developed country in the world was doing it. So it's like, what is Boris doing it to be helpful, or is he just doing it because everybody was doing it? So is Trudeau doing it because he wanted to do it, or is he doing it because he has to do it, it because do it everybody's doing it? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's I, I feel like he you know, has to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So I
2: feel like a lot would, of these politicians. He, if he get, wasn't going to do it. Like if he wasn't gonna do it or have any help for us people here, then I think all those people would be going to his doorstep. Mm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. enough of us don't think of, don't even approve of this guy, right? Enough Canadians don't approve of this guy. I think we're all done with him, right? The only problem we have here is, is what do we have to vote for? Because otherwise, we got Aaron O'Toole. I'll leave it at that. Is that- <laughs> Is that actually I mean, the NDP leader, Jagmeet yeah, Singh? Aaron O'Toole, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I want to vote in a tool or well, an O'Toole, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. None of them really seem to have any uh, of Canada's best interest at heart, right? And then, and which government really does these days, right? They have the better interest of the corporations mm. that are filling their pockets in their hand.
0: Oh, exactly, one hundred percent. We we talked we talked about this uh, on the podcast we did on Friday, where you, you know these politicians. So, like Trudeau, w- when he comes out of office, he will get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds by these big corporate companies to go and give speeches at these off at these companies. Yeah. And it's all it's all because he gave favors to these businesses when he was in power, and then the payoff is. Once you finish and once you've left public office, we'll pay you hundreds of thousands of pounds to come and speak to us about nothing.
1: Just lying in their pockets. It's disgusting.
2: That should be illegal. It should be illegal. They should not be allowed to do that. If they're going to go and talk to these companies, they should just do it on their own fucking. What do they need all that money for? Right. It's just, it's just, it's a kickback program, a favor program, right? Take care of me. We take care of you kind of thing. Right.
0: And yeah, the middle
2: class, like us people here, are getting fucked all around the world, right? Yeah. It's insane. And then you read about it in the news. It's like they want to the eliminate the middle and... class or something.
1: And that's the thing, because over here, you, you read about stuff in the news Sorry? with politicians. And like in the news over here, you'll read about politicians. And they, they have some sort of sob story. But then you look how much they get paid or what they've just what deal they've just done. With this ex leader of this company, this CEO. And you just think you can't really cry about anything. Like, there's nothing for you to cry about when you've got people over here that have lost businesses no. and all sorts. Give
0: you, a, give you a prime example, right, of how yeah. bent politicians are, right? Prime example. A few years ago, do you remember, you know, David Cameron, Derek, right? The old British Prime Minister, David Cameron.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so there was a, there was a, there were some tax issues here in the uk years it's, it's, it's still ongoing where you know people we had contractors taking their money offshore and not paying the right amount of tax in the uk um, so they were like right we're going to clamp down on all these tax loopholes blah 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 yeah. uh, and then there was one which they left which is where you could have your money in like the cayman islands or in you know the isle of man or wherever you could stick your money over there and it's like uh, yeah you, I know you're dealing with all like the middle classes where they're putting their money, but what about where your family put all their money? Yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah, we're not gonna sort that we'll leave we'll leave that. <laughs> we're not interested in that stuff, but you Mr guy who earns fifty grand a year, we're gonna screw you and take your money but yeah, the millionaires we can leave our money in the Cayman Islands. It's no problem,
2: just don't look yeah <laughs> different rules, isn't it one rule, yeah. They, they play a different game, man. There's different rules applied to them for, for some reason, and I don't understand why. We're all human beings, right? I think so, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of these people, maybe they are some kind of other shit. Who knows, man? Right? Well, who's but, the, uh, what's his name? If
0: they're all lizard people, what's his name? Um, What's his name? He oh. says that they're lizard people. <laughs> David Icke. David um, Icke, yeah. yeah. David yeah, Icke, David, David Ike, I think. Yeah. 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 I, r- mean, yeah I mean, I've never seen a
2: person change into a lizard or anything like that. Um, until I do, it's just a maybe to me, right? If I don't know anything, and really, I think if we don't know something, we shouldn't say yes or no. If yeah. we really don't know, just say I don't know or maybe. Mm. Right? You know, yeah. Maybe he's right. <laughs> maybe, Otherwise, maybe he's got a pretty vivid fucking imagination, I'd say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Maybe he needs to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Derek, how, how, drinking how enough. maybe I don't know, Derek. How how have Canada um, dealt with the COVID crisis? How how has it been? How in your opinion, how's it how has it been dealt with?
2: A complete fucking gong show. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> Man, I'm in Ontario, in Canada, in Ontario. I'm by, I'm by Toronto, okay? And um, Ontario right now is under, like, the strictest lockdown measures okay. here, right? But it's really, a, it, it, it just, none of it makes sense to me. None of it makes sense to me, man. I'm looking at, like, they say the numbers and all this and that, and then you look at percentage to population, and it's the same all over the world right now. Why is yeah. this dictating this right how? When there's been other things that have not done this, that have been similar, you know, but have not caused these issues. Now that we're facing these, you got to wear a mask everywhere. Right. You got to yeah. keep your distance. Right. Don't talk to people. Don't kind of, you know, don't touch people. Right. Breaking the human contact is the way that I see it right now and keeping people's faces covered. Why? Right. So you're expressionless. Mm-hmm. right you're basically like a, just a drone walking around man and uh ontario i think right now it just it's just crazy because and even uh the premier of ontario doug ford even said well we can't just lock everything down because people will go crazy so that's why we have to loosen restrictions here and there so now they're really they're gonna uh they're saying probably by this friday they're gonna go into stage one again of reopening right I reckon. If it goes the way it's been going, then after this, they won't maybe not even hit stage two. They're gonna go back to the shutdown again. Right. But it's pretty funny now because you see, like the beaches are packed. Right? People are just done with it. Yeah, they're done with it, man. They got a lot of people vaccinated now. Right. And a lot of people are they're just finished. They don't care. They just they just want things to go back to normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like that here, it really is. I mean, I, I've had both my vaccine my vaccine jabs here. Um, and then, you know, they're talking about, oh, the numbers are going back up again. I'm like, yeah, they, because the vaccine doesn't stop you catching COVID. It just stops you getting it really ill and dying. So, yeah. of course, when you start to unlock and you've had loads of people vaccinated, the cases will go up, but the deaths won't go up. So, like, we're really low on deaths, but getting higher cases... Well, like the flu exactly like the flu so just let people get on and yeah. live their life now i think
2: i mean the way that i look at it <clears throat> this thing was just put put on to people way too quick i mean uh looking like the polio vaccine back in the day there right had thalidomide in it, and it was having you know, women were giving birth to mutated babies that would only it's, live like yeah. a couple months of that, you know. Yeah, um, this is experimental stuff, man. I mean, I'm a healthy guy, I know my body now, and if there's anything wrong with the body, I know how to listen to it and I know how to do it. It needs me to do to take care of it, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait because. Chances are, even if I do get it, it's not going to make fine. me really ill, and I'm not going to die.
0: Right? Yeah.
2: The people, especially that it seems so much here, anyways, is the people that are getting it and getting really ill and dying are the elderly.
0: Well, there was there was a report here I read uh, like two three months ago that there was like eight, in fact, 80. do you know that how many people under the age of fifty have died from COVID in the UK? Do you know?
1: it's not very high is it
0: it's like 230 people
1: yeah yeah in the media it's made out it's it's catastrophic because
0: yeah, one person who's like 25 dies and they're like see this one person had no problems and she died it's like yeah that happens with the flu like all the time it, it's like we spoke about yeah. The day, it, what, it yeah what, like what
2: else was wrong with her what were her room. underlying conditions Like, yeah exactly exactly that's the thing right and, uh, you know, it's already it's already been said, too, that they've marked uh, that if, if you died of something else, but you had COVID when you died, they were calling it a COVID death. Hospitals yeah. over here because yeah, they're all well, getting my, money. Wife,
0: my wife's granddad died a year ago tomorrow. I think it was actually. And he caught COVID. Sorry, hear that. Uh, he, he caught. Co- thank you. Uh, he caught COVID. Uh, and then he, he got better from covid but he had he had dementia so like he was really he was ill anyway and then he died um but but got over covid but on his death death certificate covid it's like wow it wasn't COVID. yeah
2: it's it's no joke man like that's that's the thing right i don't i don't i don't trust any of this man it just seems so sketchy to me like I'm just going to continue to live my life, try to better myself, and you know what? That's fine, man. Just hope that they don't say I need some kind of piece of paper saying I've had the jab so I can yeah. go about my daily business. Yeah. If yeah. that's the case, then we're getting into constitutional problems, and there's going to be big problems about that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they need can to try think that, about but them. it won't last. It won't hold. It'll get, it'll, it'll get into the courts, the Supreme Court, and they'll have no choice but to stop it yeah,
0: because of our constitution. Isn't yeah.
2: Yeah, they can't they can't do that? You can't be discriminated against for any medical reasons, right? Nah. No. And you have the right to travel freely on in Canadian land between provinces, right? So long as you're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. But they can't say that it's illegal for you to travel. They can't write a law saying that it's illegal for you to travel. Not here in Canada. Are you crazy? And it takes so long to write a law. So they're saying it's illegal to leave your house. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not illegal for me to leave my house. Where's the fucking troops well, lined up to fucking arrest everybody, you losers? Shut up. That's Derek,
0: why. Derek, That's why. I am gonna say Derek, if that law does come in, I want a, I want a, I want a better t-shirt than that, if that law <laughs> does come in.
2: <laughs> oh, I might have to get one of actually Trudeau with a dick in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, listen, Derek. Listen, we, we come to the end. We, we normally do an hour, so listen. I really appreciate you coming on, mate. It was um, right on, really great, really great speaking to you. Yeah, um, thank you. And yeah, then,
1: uh, no and, uh, problem. Thank uh, well, you for having me. And again, like we echo, like well, well done for what you've done and what you've come through, and you know your plans, and just it's really nice to see, really nice to see that actual success
2: story of of an individual doing it on themselves, like by yeah.
0: themselves. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: That's it man. I'll, I'll say that success isn't measured by money man. It's about how you build how you build and better yourself, right? And that's a constant yeah. everyday type of thing. You'll find something every day that you can better in yourself. It's up to yeah. you whether or not you want to do it. or You got to pull the trigger and like you said if you got to say it right out to yourself, say it. Right? Cuz the voice can be powerful. That energy echoes as well, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So amazing, everybody man. You-
2: Watch the mind. Observe it. Always be aware what's going on in the mind. See that angel and the devil, the positive and the negative. Determine the two. Be in between and watch how your life will change. Quite like end it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing else to
1: say. You, yeah. you, you just need a mic now and just... The mic <laughs> drop. <up>. <laughs> <laughs> drop.
0: Yeah.
2: Peace yeah. and love, yeah. brothers, man. Right on. Okay. Cheers, Have a good one. Thanks again. Thanks for you. having Thanks for having this show and doing this whole thing. Guys, this is awesome, eh? Maybe we'll talk no, again you. sometime. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. Hundred yeah,
0: percent. Cool. Cheers, Derek. All right.
2: Aces, thanks,